What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we're on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time. I am Matt Primo, joined by my wife, Christina. The one and only. And are you, though? <laughs> <laughs> I freaking better be or she owes me something. Uh, I couldn't afford more than one, so you're definitely, definitely the only one. She could at least help out around here. Right. <laughs> Uh, so this is a special occasion, I guess you could call it that. Not really 100% sure on that. This is Christmas in Review. Uh, throughout the entire month of December, or in this case, we're pre-recording before December, so it's kind of, kind of weird timeline-wise. We're going to be doing some Back to the Future shit like, like we always do when we do pre-recorded episodes. Uh, but we are doing Christmas in Review, so throughout the entire month of December, you will be getting nothing but Christmas reviews. Uh, and I had to have Christina join me for this series because everybody knows her. Uh, it's her favorite holiday. And there's two things that she cares about most in this world, Christmas and Disney. I thought you were going to say our kids. <laughs> no, we're no, they're on the back burner. <laughs> They'll leave me one day, but Christmas and Disney will always be there. Exactly. Uh, so we got a stacked lineup. Um, you get four reviews throughout the entire month, and then at the end of the month, the very last day, we drop our top ten favorite, uh, not Disney movies, top ten favorite Christmas movies of all time. Uh, so it's just nothing but Christmas movies from here on out until we get our final episode in. And then if you are a Patreon supporter... Uh, you get two additional reviews on top of the four that the public gets, and you can go to patreon.com slash two game for that. Uh, but today we are here to review one of the classics, mm-hmm. Home Alone. It's one of my favorites. No spoilers from my review. <laughs> I don't think you can spoil this movie. If you haven't seen this movie by this point. I mean, the movie is 31 years old. Yeah. That makes me sad. Some, something like that. <laughs> I legit thought that this movie came out when I was like five. Uh, I am barely older than this movie. Barely. By, by a few months. So I'm like six months older. <laughs> Cute. Uh, so yeah. Home Alone. Let's jump into it. Okay. Uh, so Home Alone, I don't know if y'all know this, but it's about an eight. Um, I'm legit explaining the entire movie in one sentence. Uh, an eight-year-old troublemaker must protect his house from a pair of burglars when he is accidentally left home alone by his family during Christmas vacation. Mm, that's it, folks. Bye. <laughs> and that's basically the movie right there. Uh, it was directed by Chris Columbus, who has directed a lot of just solid movies. Uh, Percy Jackson and The Lightning Thief. Uh, Harry Potter, Sorcerer's Stone, Harry Potter, Chamber of Secrets, uh, The Christmas Chronicles 2, uh, I Love You, Beth Cooper, Rent, Mrs. Doubtfire, uh, Home Alone 2, Bicentennial Man, and uh, one of the newer movies, I I don't know anything about it, but it was Pixels with uh, Adam Sandler in it. I want to say, hold on. Um well, you're doing that. I'm going to keep going. Uh, <laughs> you're taking forever. Uh, this movie had a budget of $18 million, and it grossed worldwide $476.7 million, which is crazy to think about 
on an $18 million budget, especially in the year 1990. It stars Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, and Daniel Stern. Uh, it has a runtime of one hour and 43 minutes, and it was released worldwide November 16th, 1990. Did you find out what you were you were looking for? It, it was irrelevant. I, I thought um, he had also directed This Christmas, but I was thinking Columbus Short is in the movie. Anyways, <laughs> carry on. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Joe Pesci deliberately avoided Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin on set because he wanted him to think he was mean. Uh, many of the shots that focus on Kevin in the beginning are filmed from above his head to make him seem small and helpless. And towards the end of the movie, Kevin is mostly shot from below, making him seem taller and more confident. Hmm. Uh, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern gave over-the-top performances because they weren't confident in the movie being successful. Uh, I don't know if this movie is as good if they don't give her those performances. I'm just going to say that. That absolutely makes the movie. It does, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Macaulay Culkin's stunt double was a very short 30-year-old man. What? <laughs> Did not know that. I need pictures. I don't, I'm trying to figure out what he needed a stunt double for. Other the, than, the scene where he flies out the window to his... Other than that. Um, I mean, he doesn't really do anything. Maybe when he slaps the uh, aftershave on. Oh, no. Maybe needed the stunt that's double for not, that. That's not real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the ornaments that Marv steps on, you know, when he climbs through the window, mm -hmm. that was actually candy. Really? <laughs> uh, and he actually had a rubber rubber uh, foot on, and that's why he could he could do all those stunts. It's similar to uh, the greatest Christmas movie of all time, Die Hard, uh, <laughs> when. Bruce Willis is walking through all the glass and stuff like that. Well, the Grinch too, when he eats the gla the glass bottle in the scene, it's it's actually like sugar. Yeah, it's candy. Yeah, I'm talking about the rubber feet. Oh, I thought we were talking about the candy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, at the end of the movie, now this is this is not funny, but it's it's kind of interesting. Uh, at the end of the movie, when it when it snows outside Kevin's house. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's actually mashed potato flakes. The hell? <laughs> Standing outside with your mouth open. <laughs> Pass the salt. Well, at least it would taste good. <laughs> I would have never thought. Uh, Matt, and I, I looked at the snow and I was like, oh, it looks kind of weird compared to the rest of the movie. Uh, but was not expecting mashed potato flakes. Like, how now do you, who sits down and they're like, okay, we can make movie snow out of mashed potatoes. I don't know, but I'm hungry now. I want your damn mashed potatoes. And that is not a sexual reference. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to wait till Thursday. <laughs> uh, let's see here. This, and the last fun fact that I have, this is the highest grossing movie domestically in 1990. Wow. Wow. That's okay. right. So, let's jump into our general impressions of Home Alone, and I've already kind of spoiled it, you know, for myself. I think it's fucking great. Yeah, it's a legit classic. I don't know why I'm cussing on a uh, Christmas episode. Crap. <laughs> you need to ask for help. Some prayers. We need uh, thoughts and prayers. I'm going to have to remember that this is explicit. 
Some some ten year olds can be like, what? What did, he, what did he just say? Jesus is the reason for the season, <laughs> right? Um. So what, what what do you think about this movie? I love it. I have always loved this movie since I was a kid. You can't go wrong. I wa- I watch it year round. It's <laughs> not. Yep. It's, well, I mean that goes for any Christmas movie, really. Um. But it's it's like I said, it's a classic. What what? How else can you say that? Like. Um. Well. I think it's I think it's a great movie. I think it is exactly what you said. It's just it's just a pure classic. It really is. I I think it's a tale of two movies. To be honest with you, I think the first movie, uh, the first half of the movie, is more of a like it's barely even comedy. I wouldn't even say I laugh a whole bunch in that first half, if any. Uh, it's more of a drama. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like setting the pace for the second half, which the second half turns into like this, uh, this like slapstick, Three Stooges style comedy. Yeah, and it's all by the performances of Joe Pesci and uh, what, what was his name, David Stern? Is that mm-hmm. right? Daniel Stern. Excuse me. Uh, I, I think with those over the top performances, it it really makes the movie. And then Macaulay Culkin is just. I mean, he's fine in this movie. I wouldn't say he's amazing. Uh, there's some acting stuff that is just kind of outdated uh, in 2021. But, I mean, how old was he in this movie? Eight years old? Eight. So, I, I can't really bash an eight-year-old, can I? I mean, he was doing better than I would do. What about Presley? What about Presley? We bash her all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I can do that. I'm a father. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh, you're singing? That sounds like a dying cat. <laughs> Why are you laughing? You sound just like her. <laughs> you did say that I had a great value voice. <laughs> but I've never heard you sing any better. I don't per I don't proclaim to say that I sing better. Neither have we. <laughs> but you sure let us know that we can't. <laughs> Anyways, home alone. But I, I think I, I do think it is it's just a great movie. It really is. I think it's a good uh, family type movie. It's definitely one of those movies that I like to watch every single Christmas. Uh, I mean, there's not a whole un- bunch of Christmas movies that I just have to watch every Christmas, but Home Alone is definitely on that list. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it going to be my? Is it my favorite Christmas movie of all time? No, it, it's not. Uh, in fact, I think we're going to be reviewing probably my favorite. Not 100 percent sure on that. Not takes bowl. My uh, top 10 here later next month, this month, however you want to word that. Um, but I, I just think the the writing is, uh, it's simple yet smart. Um, it's, you know, when you, when you get into the, these types of movies, you really, they really struggle to find the balance between making it family friendly, but also like kid friendly, but also adult friendly. Mm-hmm. And I think they did such a great job of kind of blending that together. Because, I mean, the kids can watch it with us. But we can pick up on some of the, the nuances and the, the windows and whatnot. I think my favorite part about watching this with the kids is, you know, in the beginning, I'm not going to, I'm just going to say this. Kevin makes me want to whoop his ass. Yeah. <laughs> he does. And the, the funny thing is the kids will look at me and they're like, you would come for me. <laughs> 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 they know. They know. Like. When he tell, I, th- I believe his mo- he tells his mom to shut up or something like that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. They just they just know like they <laughs> they look at me like 
You don't, you don't have to have <laughs> Can we do like a sidebar for just a second and just talk about your Christmas tree hat that you have on? <laughs> and my reindeer slippers? And your reindeer slippers? Listen, I, have to, is, I have to get in the mood. Uh, I've... I mean, you're festive. I'll, I'll give you that. AF. 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 Oh, well, that kind of brings me to the next point that we need to talk about. And that's how everything... Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Do not steal my thunder. <laughs> this was this was my discovery. Do not steal my thunder. Okay, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so I'm not sure if it's just me and I notice all the little details or... It, it's not. It was uh, It was planned. I don't. What I'm saying is, I don't. I'm sure they planned it, but I don't know how many viewers have. Oh, okay. Recognized this? Literally every bit of the house is red and green. The cherry red cabinets, like stained cabinets, in the kitchen with the green tile countertops. All of the rooms have. There's one room. I think it's the hallway upstairs. It's painted green. And then it's got red carpeting on the floor. And then there's a room like downstairs that's painted red. But then most of the other rooms have wallpaper. And all the wallpaper, even Buzz's wallpaper, has red and green in it. These people are Christmas AF. Christmas I, freaks. I cannot live up to that. I even the couch. It. I mean, even the couch was uh, the green. The couch. Yeah. Everything. Everything. Jing, jim, the, <laughs> even the church scene where he meets. Uh, old guy Marley, all the Bibles in the pews were red and green. Like they, the basement scene where he sees the um, what's the thing that the heat is something the heater. What's it called? The furnace. The furnace. There's a few other things like there's a Halloween bucket or something in there, but there's a lot of red and green just walking through the basement. I'm like, you guys are doing too much. <laughs> The McAllisters need to sit down. Literally everything is red or green. It's crazy. And I didn't really pick up on it until you noticed, until all, you told me about it. All the little rugs in the house. It's everything. Everything. But yeah, it was a, uh, they, they, they did that on purpose, was to make everything red and green. And they did it, they did a pretty good damn good job. I'll, I'll give them that. Well, I figured it had to have been intentional, but. That would have been funny if it wasn't. That they just realized at the end, oh, sh- oh shoot. <laughs> <laughs> we surely went with this, folks. Yeah, it was it was everything. Crazy. Bruh, we made everything red and green and didn't realize it. I don't think, there's no way they would have. No, 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 no. It, it was definitely playing, but I just think it would have been funny if they did film the entire movie and go, oh, yeah. we messed up. <laughs> yeah. But was it a mess up? Because it kind of adds, it's like a... It's like finding all an Easter egg in a movie. You're kind of finding all of the, all of the red and green. I don't know. I do that. Red ingredients? Is that what you're going to say? No. It's like finding, no. (laughs) (laughs) I like, every time I watch it, I like to look for something that I've missed that's red and green. Try to pick up on the the minor, the minor things. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Carry on. All right. So, uh, moving on to (laughs) some other things with the movie. Um, just kind of talking about generalizations in the movie. Uh, I mentioned this while the movie is playing, and I'm thinking, how are there so many people in this family? They, the McAllisters themselves only have five kids, so yep. they're a family of seven. So I don't think I ever really paid attention to it, the fact that they had a, was it a brother? 
that's in France. Oh, yeah, the the uncle that lives in France. Yeah. I don't think I ever caught on to that. As many times as I've watched this movie, I don't think I ever realized that there was another family in France. Well, the family that's in France, I believe, owns the apartment in New York from the second movie. And that's why they're not home. They're the apartments being renovated while they're in France. Oh, see. Mm-hmm. Hmm. The oldest girl that counts all the kids in the movie, she's one of their daughters. I don't know why she's with them and not in France with everybody else. But and what's weird is in this movie, I think they she counted like 11 kids total. And then it would have been four adults. So 15 people. In the second movie... That's like the whole damn plane. <laughs> in the second movie, um, when they're getting in the vans, they say that there's seven kids in each van, so there's 14 kids. Where did these extra children come from? <laughs> you already had enough? Why are we adding? That's what I'm saying, man. It was like it was like every time you turned around, there was like a new kid, and I'm like, who, who's that kid? It was like... Well, I don't want... Never, never, never mind. I don't want to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like watching The Bachelor and, uh, you know... Who the hell is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know if everybody will understand that. I don't watch Bachelor at all. That's, that's <laughs> you, you my Bachelor bitch. <laughs> I'm there for the drama. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of drama. <laughs> um, So another little thing, that just kind of talking about the characters in general, I guess, is kind of the last little bit that we need to talk about. Um, I, I do believe that Kevin has a pretty good arc in this movie. You know, he starts off as this little a-hole, this jerk. You're a little jerk. You know, what, what, what exactly does he say? Uh, <laughs> oh. What is, uh, blanked out, and it's like a famous line. Um, Something about, uh, way to, way to go, you, you little, little jerk. jerk. Yeah. <laughs> Something like, ah. Uh, I want to punk, uh, listen, I want to punch Uncle Frank in the face. I can't say that, man. He's a jerk. He is, he is, I would never let a family member speak to our children the way he speaks to Kevin. Like, bro, it's like, you know, like when you have your family members, you're like your brother. He said, look what you did, you little jerk, (laughs) when when he spills stuff all over the pizza. Yeah, okay. It's like, I can talk crap to my brother, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I I can do all kinds of stuff to him, I can be mean to him. But uh, if someone else wants to talk some crap, bro, you better back up. You're going to catch these hands. <laughs> You're going to catch a charge. <laughs> you go. Yeah, catch. I'm going to catch a charge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm real gangster. <laughs> totally street. <laughs> uh, but I, I think he has a great arc. He starts off as a little, a little jerk, you know. And then this movie has like this underlying theme throughout um, that it, it's all about fear. Mm-hmm. Facing your fears. I mean, he doesn't really, he's not really fearful in the very, very, very beginning uh, before his parents leave. And I, I do want to say that I, I think they did a. I want to pause you right there because he is a little fearful because remember when they're telling him to pack his own bag and he's like freaking out? I don't know how to pack my bag. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess so. He's, he's babied. Is babied, yeah. So he, he kind of has to man up. He has to man up while his family's gone and take care of their shit. <laughs> Punching my fist made it more real. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I feel endangered. I'm gangster. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I I do think the movie plays, it does a nice little play on the whole, uh, you know, 
when you when you were a kid, you always said, "I wish I didn't have a family." You know, I wish I was on my own or whatever. And they kind of do a nice little play on that with this movie, mm-hmm. uh, making it seem like, "Oh, well, they all disappeared," but and actually, they just left him at home. Uh, but anyways, back to my original statement of the arc, the underlying theme of dealing with fears. Uh, you got Kevin, who throughout the course of the movie. Uh, just kind of slowly kind of gains confidence. He's not as helpless. He's not as as much of a baby uh, towards the end of the movie when he's taking care of the burglars. You got old old guy Marley uh, and Kevin's mom. You know, she's afraid of... Kevin being alone. Kevin being alone. You got old guy Marley who's afraid of calling his son. And then you got everybody that's afraid of old guy Marley. <laughs> <laughs> it's just there are so many themes of, of fearfulness kind of woven through this that I had never picked up on uh, until I started doing this review. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think I just think they do a great arc uh, with Kevin. Just kind of, he starts off with, you know, this fearfulness, this baby, and then at the very end, he's this confident young man. Mm-hmm. Or, let's say young man. He's young, young boy, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> You're a man now. <laughs> Not quite the quote, the quote, but uh, I understand what I understand what you were going with. <laughs> I wasn't specifically quoting anything. It's just what what is the quote? Oh shit! Here we go. Uh, it, it's not, not, no no uh, no. Let's let. What's the quote? Yeah, man, man. Oh, Austin Powers. You know I've never seen it. <laughs> oh my god! All right. So two things uh, about this movie that I did not know prior to watching this this time. One. This movie was written by John Hughes. Do mm-hmm. you know who John Hughes is? No. Uh, he's the one that did The Breakfast Club, 16 Candles, Ooh, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mm. Uh, uh, there's another one in there. But this was a John Hughes movie. And you can definitely tell in that first half, it is almost like John Hughesy. It's super John Hughesy. Uh, it could fit in with like uh, the Breakfast Club and all those types of movies. It has that feel to it, in, in my opinion. Uh, and then another thing, we're listening to the movie, watching the movie, and I pointed this out to you. I'm like, bruh, this sounds like Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Very, very Harry Potter esque uh, score. And then the next thing that pops up is score by uh, John Williams. I was like, Oh, well, that kind of explains why uh, it sounds like Harry Potter. You can't say next thing that pops up because that popped out of my mouth. I'm the one who said that to you. No, I'm the one that told you. No, because you were shocked that I knew. Yeah, I already figured it out before you said that. Oh, I thought I was... <laughs> I thought I was... No, you didn't... Dang know, it! <laughs> no, I, I was I listening I to the music. Something. I was listening to the score, and I was like, man, this sounds just like Harry Potter. And I looked up the the score for this movie, and it said John Williams. And I was like, well, hell. I mean, that's why it sounds similar. I mean, he did the music for uh, Harry Potter. And then I told you that, and you're like, uh, yeah, it's John Williams. And I'm like, I didn't even know you, you, could, you knew who John Williams was. That's kind of surprising to me. I like to throw you a curveball every once in a while. What, what, what other movies has he done? More than one Harry Potter? (laughs) A lot of crickets in here. (laughs) Uh, Star Wars. You know I've never seen that either. Uh, Indiana Jones. I've never seen that either. Jaws. I know the Jaws theme, (laughs) but I've never really seen it. Just think, 
about any popular movie, like big time adventure movie, John Williams is going to be the, he's going to end up being the uh, composer for that movie. Those are just some of the big ones. I can tell you nothing about this man. Basically any movie with Steven Spielberg directing, John Williams is going to be there. They're Mm -hmm. like peas in a pod. Okay. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I mean, that's really all I got uh, with the movie. I think overall it's just a great, great Christmas family movie that anybody can enjoy. Uh, the back half of the movie is is where it really shines for me. Um, I just I, I love Three Stooges type of comedy, but it has to be done right. Like there are some movies out there that do that slapstick stuff, and I'm just like, oh no, not not mm-hmm. not for me. But it, it definitely felt very Three Stooges. Did, did you ever watch Three Stooges when you were little? I didn't like sit down and watch episodes, but I've seen. Like bits and pieces. Oh my god, I was sit there for hours watching Three Stooges. It all hours. makes sense now. <laughs> I just freaking love the Three Stooges. You, I don't think we've ever talked about the Three Stooges. We have so. never had this conversation. So, Look, this is brand new information. <laughs> you can still learn things about each other eleven years in. This is great. <laughs> right? We'll go to bed and have a conversation. <laughs> I'll probably fall asleep. You know, there are a bunch of uh, like those. I don't know if it was like Turner Classics or like AMC. You know those old like Andy Griffith shows. I was about to say Andy Griffith. Uh, I watched that. Gilligan's Island. Yeah, I watched a little bit of Gilligan's Island. It it wasn't too much. What? Uh, but Three Stooges, Andy Griffith show, uh, Murder She Wrote. I know that's not technically kind of in the same category, but that it's, sounds like such a grandpa show. Well, I used to spend a lot of time at my my granny's. Okay. And she was a murder, <laughs> murder she wrote fan so i ended up watching that a lot <laughs> it's like days of our lives in my house right it's like generational so do you have any other uh thoughts and opinions on um this movie i kind of took the reins a little bit no that's okay um no i i love the movie it drives me crazy that somebody can leave their child behind like that and not remember them but other than that it's it's stupendous i love it they they do you know, you you try to look for like plot holes in like how do you how do you forget your kid? And with four I think, adults. With four adults. And I think they did a good job of kind of not making them not making the loose ends there to where it would be like, well no, she would have figured it out this way. Like you think about it, uh all the adults nobody likes Kevin. Poor Kevin. Yeah, nobody really His likes him. His mom loves him. His mom loves him. His dad really doesn't give, Uncle give a care. Uncle Frank could wouldn't piss on him if he was on fire. His dad don't care about anything. Except his um, fishing lures. Yeah. <laughs> so, you got all these kids. None of them like him. Mm-hmm. Anytime he tries talking to them, they're all like, God, you're a little jerk. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, they don't want him touching his stuff and, and all that all that good stuff. Yeah. So, when they're counting everybody, you know, you have, what's his name, Buzz? Uh, messing up the count. Messing up the count. Well, you had that neighbor kid sitting in the front seat, and that's who the oldest girl counted, thinking that was him. Yeah. So... But even still, I would have to put a face to my child, like in the morning. How do you not look at your child? Well, they're on the they're on that van, going late. They're thinking about you know 
they're kind of uh, tunnel visioned into what they're doing. And then they're running through the airport. I don't care. And then they're separated on the airplane. Yeah, who does First that? Co- you don't know <laughs> you don't know who's sitting back there with your child. I've I've never thought about separating first class. <laughs> oh, screw y'all. Y'all can sit in the back. <laughs> Bougie-ass parents over here. Right? Thinking they're better than everybody. And my old Uncle Frank's trying to steal the crystal. <laughs> he is. <laughs> fill it up. Fill it up. <laughs> Cheapskate. Uh, so, so, yeah. I think they did a good job of, of, make, of making sure there wasn't, like, plot holes in that that area because I mean, I mean if you don't believe that a mom would forget her kid I, I think the movie gets ruined just just automatically I don't believe that a mom would well, forget I, her okay I'm just going with it because I love the movie I don't honestly believe that a mother could accidentally leave her child behind but the reasons I stated you could see how someone could possibly well yeah, well, yeah they her mind obviously was scattered that whole morning all of them, obviously, but still, when you have so many people in a family, you need to make sure everyone's accounted for. And that's probably why they have so many people in that movie. Maybe. Is to make them, I mean, if there's, if you only have like three kids with you. You're obviously going to notice. <laughs> hey, where's the other? <laughs> we're, we're lacking someone. <laughs> hey, where's that other little shit at? <laughs> <laughs> we only have two of them. <laughs> Kevin! <laughs> Gosh, I like how she digs through her wallet before she notices like it's her kid that's missing and not her credit card. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, uh, overall, uh, absolutely love this movie, and uh, it was it was it was a great first movie to to kind of start off the uh, Christmas in review series. I'll say this: if you can grow up watching a movie and still laugh at it when you're watching it, it's a good movie. We yeah. we 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 laughed a few times watching it. Oh yeah 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 absolutely. The like I said, the, the back half of the movie is hilarious. Yeah, and we've seen it all, so it's like. I mean the uh, tarantula scene, <laughs> <laughs> like some like that's so simple. Like poor Marv, the dude's shriek. It's not even a, it's not even a it's, scream. It's the way he does it. <laughs> it's the delivery of the shriek. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pure comic. Yeah. And then um, Joe Pesci walking through the door and gets the blow the the blowtorch to the head. To the, to the head. And then it, it to me it was so funny how one they both could not get into the house for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Like they all kept slipping and sliding, and it was kind of the same joke over and over again. But it was still funny. Mm-hmm. And then Mar finally gets into the house, and he wants to leave. <laughs> And then Joe Pesci's character, he's trying to get into the house and can't even get into the house. So it's kind of like they're doing like a reversed uh, thing there where one's trying to get out, one's trying to get in, mm-hmm. and then they both come in. Uh, I, I just think it's pure gold as far as comedy goes. It really is. And uh, it's, it's great deliveries, great performances. Uh, and like I said, if those performances aren't over the top, that movie doesn't work at all. Mm-hmm. I think if you went with it with the more serious... Uh, more serious comedy, uh, the movie the movie won't work. It has to be slapstick. It has to be over the top. It has to be just dumb. Agreed. Uh, so I gave this movie four stars. What about you? Isn't the cat five? 
Yes. Okay. Mm. Can can we do like halves? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what about quarters? <laughs> Whatever you want to do, I guess. Four and a quarter. <laughs> four and a quarter. <laughs> I feel the pressure. <laughs> four, four and a quarter. Four and a quarter? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, four stars. It's on Disney Plus right now, so you can check out, uh, I think it's all the Home Alone movies are on there. It's literally right? on there like year round. Even the uh, brand new one. What's it called? What's, what's that? Home I Sweet Home Alone? I do not acknowledge any of that garbage. Sweet Home Alone or something I like that? I don't know. I, could, I literally couldn't tell you the, the title of that movie because... I do not plan on watching it's it. It's sacrilegious. It's blasphemous. Crazy. How dare they? Yeah. Uh, heresy. Uh, but I just looked it up on Voodoo before we started the uh, the episode. $15 for the digital copy of this movie. For what? The new one or for Home no, Alone? For for the, the one original. we're talking about. The, the one that we're talking about right now. Okay. I was gonna say, one that came no out 31 perfect. years ago. Well. $15. So everybody knows my opinion on movies that are... More than uh, you know, a handful of years old. Are you uh, saying that with age you devalue? Yes. No, I get I with get mo- better with age. <laughs> you like fine wine. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I'm talking specifically about movies. Okay. Okay. If a movie's been out for, I mean, there's uh, some movies that have been out for 40, 50 years, like Indiana Jones. Those movies are still fifteen, twenty dollars. As they should be. And those are older than Home Alone. No, they they should not be. I think they should. The movies have been out for a significant period of time. There's no reason for it to be expensive. This movie should be like five to seven dollars right now. I'm sure you could find it for five to seven dollars. Probably Second could. And Charles. I'm talking about like Voodoo on digital. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, to people that can access them super easily because I'm not going on the Best Buy and mm-hmm. Amazon.com. And I'm not looking up all the prices, so I just strictly go with uh, digital copies. So fifteen dollars. Look. Is the movie worth $15? Yes. And like if you just look at it from an entertainment perspective, uh, value-wise, yes, it is worth $15. Absolutely. It's a great movie. It's something like like Christina said. I just called you Christina. I don't know if you're that. What? Who is that? <laughs> it's like Logan Con of... Presley, Presley instead of Sissy. Uh, who? We don't know who that is. <laughs> I guess I'm trying to be professional, and I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I'm trying to be professional. I've never, to, I've never been professional on this, I, on this I, podcast. I go by baby, babe, honey. <laughs> it reminds me of that meme. Uh, uh, first of all, it's babe. <laughs> <laughs> it's baby. So go ahead and jot that down. <laughs> you know what meme I'm talking about? Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, so rewind. Go back. <laughs> so, <laughs> Who are we speaking re- of? I don't even remember what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this movie is definitely worth $15. If you look at it from an entertainment standpoint, if you look at it from a replay value, definitely worth 15 bucks. But if you're going off of off of de-aging it and not de-aging it, uh what's the word? Depreciation. Uh-huh. I know you can't technically depreciate a movie, but what y'all, y'all know what I mean, right? So, it's 31 years old. I think it should be right around 5-7. It would be the perfect price for it. But honestly, you can go to uh, Disney Plus and watch it for free. So there you go. Is it for free, though, if you're watching? I mean, if you're paying for Disney Plus. That's a valid point. Mm-hmm. That's a valid point. It's technically not free. But mm. you can watch it all day, every day. That's right. You're still getting it half price. So Doing Disney that. Plus. Boom. And you can watch tons of other movies. Exactly. 
Uh, so there, there you have it. That will be the end of our first review of Home Alone as part of our Christmas in Review series. We need a Christmas jingle. So just before we close out this episode, uh, the movies that are up for review for this month, for our Christmas in Review series, uh, A Christmas Story, classic. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was no way we could not review A Christmas Story, right? Uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. So for that one, it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, we're doing two in one. Are we doing the original? The cartoon. Okay, wait. The new cartoon? No. Okay. So Hell the, no. So the original cartoon. The original cartoon. Okay. The one that you and I grew up on. The 30 second long video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're doing that one. And then the main review is going to be... Jim Carrey's. Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. The best. Yes, not to spoil my my review. I, was, or, I meant the best Grinch movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Anyways. You, you spoiled your own stuff, <laughs> not me. <clears throat> so we got uh, Home Alone, which we just did. Uh, Bad Mom's Christmas. This was a, rec- not a recommendation, but a, uh, Tina wanted to do Request. this one. Request, yes. Uh, that Tina wanted to do. And then if you're a Patreon supporter, you get uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and then Nightmare before Christmas. Now, there's some controversy out there on whether that's a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie. I will stand by the fact that it is a Christmas movie. It's totally Halloween. It, it's a movie that you can watch on Halloween or Christmas. There is not... There is literally a song in the movie singing this is Halloween. I mean, how can you... Uh, well, they go to Christmas Town, so that's they my answer. They <laughs> go to Christmas Town, but they live in Halloween Town. So, I don't, your point's invalid. They still it go is to, not. There's still Christmas in it. If there's Christmas in it, Christmas no. movie. This is like us arguing about Die Hard. Of course it's a Christmas movie. No, it's not. Yes. They have singing. They have Santa. It, no. <laughs> yes. I, I don't care. They I have don't, a... I don't care. <laughs> Now, so all- so wait a minute. If if like a television series plays, you know, several episodes, but they have a Christmas episode, is that a Christmas show? No, it's a Christmas episode. Okay, but they had, dang it, <laughs> it's a Christmas episode. It's a Christmas show. <laughs> it's not. They a had show. Christmas in it. <laughs> so now everybody's out there wondering. Are well, they though? I mean, yes, they are wondering because okay. I have several people that have asked me, uh, why. We are not reviewing Die Hard as a part of Christmas in Review. Because uh, it's not a Christmas movie. Uh, uh, several Patreon supporters uh, have asked me why we're not reviewing Die Hard. And there is only one reason why we are not reviewing Die Hard. Because you've already done it. Because I've already reviewed it. Because it's not a Christmas movie. <laughs> it is a Christmas movie. <laughs> no. Uh, so if you want to hear that review, go back to like December of 2020 and uh, listen to that review. I think Christian and I did that that review uh as part of our die hard in review series uh but yeah that's uh, enough rambling from me about die hard and christmas movies and whatnot we can argue about those uh another time i guess we always will oh yeah absolutely uh especially when we get to our top 10 episode oh it's gonna be so it's gonna be it's gonna be angry <laughs> i'm not gonna like you <laughs> i'm gonna be like did you like that a great name movie <laughs> You listen. You can say it all you want. You'll never convince me because if a if a Christmas movie in particular does not give me the warm and fuzzies, 
it's not a Christmas movie. Don't don't try to think of something that I consider a Christmas movie that can't give you the warm and fuzzy because uh, they all do. Nightmare Before Christmas does not make me feel warm and fuzzy inside. Neither does Die Hard. Hmm. Yeah, I'll come up. I'll come up with one. Okay, and okay. I will bring it to your attention. We'll see. Well, we should, we shall see. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Bad Mom's Christmas makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Grinch makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Gr- the Grinch is warm and fuzzy at the end. I can't I think feel of, all toasty inside. I literally can't think of another movie. I I challenge. I challenge you. Okay, I will. I'll right, find one. Let's do this. Uh, but that's gonna be it for our review for Home Alone. You let us know if you're one of the, I guess, only people on the planet that have not seen Home Alone. Please let me know. Yeah, I'm interested. Because I feel like everybody would have seen this movie by now. But, you know, I look at Tina and I'm like, you've never seen like this movie before? And she's like, no. Well, and I'm like, how have you gone 31 years without ever seeing this movie? I'm the exception to the rule. I don't like, I don't sit down and watch a lot of movies. But then again, at the beginning of the year, I knocked out a bunch of movies I'd never seen before, like Pulp Fiction. Uh, do you even know what that is? Heard of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So everybody was like, how have you never seen Pulp Fiction before? And I'm like... Yeah, I mean, there. I guess there are some movies out there that I've never seen that mm-hmm. are very popular. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I got something to tell you, but I, I got to tell you off the off the air. <laughs> popular. <laughs> You've been trying to like in this for like twenty minutes. Yeah, this is like a primo at a party. We can't we can't walk away. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. All right. That's enough. Uh, that's going to be it for our review for Home Alone. And uh, like I said, we will catch you all next time on another episode of our Christmas in review series. Uh, and we will catch you all next time. Wet bandits out. Deuces. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid.